So we're into hour number three, and I've got a lot to get done between now and the end of the program. A lot to get done. Eric Wood, a former Buffalo Bill, is going to join me next segment. Kenny Clark, a current member of the Packers, will join me in the final segment. I've got an ATP I've got to get in. I've got Albie's Week that was that I've got to get in. Phone lines are wide open right now. So we have a lot to accomplish in the next hour. Let's get busy. Quick reminder, 1-800-636-8686. Also, hit me up on the X at Jim Rome. Email me at Rome, R-O-M-E, at haveatake.com. So we've been talking about the Ice Bowl. You know who had a great take on the abrupt ending? I'm going to segue into this. A great take, I thought, on the abrupt ending to the legendary stints of Bill Belichick and Nick Saban and Pete Carroll. Well, I did. I had a great take on that. I would say most, if not all, my takes are great. Ask me. But you know who else did? Somebody who had his focus on the ice bowl, but took a moment away from that to acknowledge some of these greats who came before him. Of course, Mike McDaniel. McDaniel always has great takes. Not always great outcomes on the field, but always has great takes. In fact, Mike McD had my take. Not a nice guy. Incredible. McDaniel is amazing. I mean, I know the world's changing, and people are changing, and coaches are changing, but there's nobody like that guy. That guy got up there and said, I'll be getting ready. Father time is a bleep. You know, I'm just going to be candid that father time's a dick. And he said what you think he said. It's a bleep. It's a pet. Father time's a dick. It's just not a good guy. Dick. There's nobody like this guy. Nobody like this guy, which is why I like this guy so much. And I've never even spoken to him. And I'd love to. I haven't, but I would love to. Yes, I still like him, even though there have been some bumps in the road this season, and even though his Dolphins have not shown up against top competition this year. And yes, I did just pick against him, but the dude's awesome. That said, they do need to show up. They've got to show the hell up this week. The problem is, as we've been talking about, they're going to play this game in a blast chiller. They may as well be playing this game in the Arctic Circle. Tommy, can you give me the latest... What is the weather update now in Kansas City? Minus 11 now. Minus 11. Last I checked, it was minus 10. It's going down. And I want to reiterate, this is not wind chill. This is not feels like. That's a straight up temperature forecast. Negative 11. And then factor in 15 mile per hour winds. So it's going to feel even colder. Then negative 11. And by the way, who knows if it'll be negative 11 when they kick off. This is absurd. Somebody is going to lose a digit. A toe is going to fall off somebody's foot or toes. Or a foot is going to fall off somebody's leg. Or somebody's leg is going to fall off their torso. Somebody is losing a limb in this game. I'm telling you. I mean, I know they don't cancel football games. And they take a lot of pride in that fact. But are we really so sure that they shouldn't cancel this game because of those conditions? Like, I don't get it. I really don't get it. I would say it's a massive advantage for the Chiefs, but I can't. It's an advantage, to be sure. You know, Dolphins are used to playing in perfect weather. It's an advantage, 
But are South Pole conditions really an advantage for anybody? Let me tell you this much. It's not an advantage for the Dolphins. Not when that team is taking off from 78-degree weather in Miami this week and landing in Siberia. However, you know Mike McDee, he's doing what all coaches do in this situation. They're talking about making an adjustment. And the adjustment is all about mindset. Mindset and a bucket. Well, you already know what it, that it's going to be um, the coldest game that we've had all year and might be one of the coldest in, in history. So, um, And you can, you can put those in a bucket with all the other things that we don't have or we, we haven't done. Or all, and that, that goes in a bucket, and you can decide whether or not you want to just hang out with that bucket all day or you just want to go and um, try to put your best foot forward. I almost think that I like listening to this guy more than even watching his team play. And his team, watching his team play is a hell of a lot of fun. I get such a kick out of that dude. That dude is awesome. Awesome. You know, you want to hang out with that bucket and all that crap that you all put in that bucket that we haven't done? You want to hang out with that bucket all day long? Or do you want to go play the game? Fair. Hey, Mike, one thing, though. What if that bucket is frozen solid? And then you try to hang out with that bucket, and you try to pick up that bucket, and your arm falls off. Then what? Usually, frigid weather games can be a mental thing. But I don't know that you can just ignore or mind over matter negative 11 with 15-mile-an-hour winds, especially when your entire game is predicated around speed runs and big pass plays. These conditions are not just terrifyingly cold. They are almost perfectly suited to take away what Miami does best. Now, the big head, with the worst grammar, would try to argue the opposite, as he did. Believe it or not, I did listen to what he said. He said Miami actually runs the ball very well. They do. They do. But what is their biggest strength? What makes them intimidating at times? Man, their speed. Their speed. Speed does kill. But not... On an ice rink, it doesn't, which is why that's the biggest challenge for Mike McD and the biggest challenge of that Mike McD era thus far. It's not just because they have to go beat the defending champs in their house. It's because they have to do it in polar conditions. So apparently it's not just father time that's not a nice guy. Mother nature is also not a very nice gal either. Am I right, Mike? You know, I'm just going to be candid that father time's a dick, you know? Really, really, really not a, not a nice guy. Not a nice guy. Like, Father Time is a D. Mother Nature is a B. Mike McDee could have said Father Time is a peacock. Like, good luck finding a sports bar that has peacock. My best advice. I'm going Jim Calhoun now. My best advice? Find a buddy that already has it. Or start downloading peacock right now. My best advice to you. Because you're going to want to watch that pregame show. Who doesn't want to look for the hardcore nut jobs during warm-ups? You know, the ones with no sleeves, no gloves, hell, shirtless, all hyped up, fueled purely on adrenaline, like a dragon exhaling cold air fire, looking at the camera saying, bleep the cold, this is business, 
This is business. Thank you, buddy. Hey, Chiefs fan in attendance. Hypothermia is a real thing. All that belly fat and beers cannot save you. I know you're pros. I know you are. But even you have never dealt with anything like this. That's going to be wild. Speaking of pros, he's the absolute pro every minute that he's not dealing and running with the big head. I'm speaking of Allen. Allen, if you're a real pro, (laughs) 90? Is that all the time we have or is that all the time he has? Oh, you need 90 seconds. Well, I can buy you 90, Allen. Even though you totally disregarded what I had to say earlier. Even though you went Jameis Winston on me earlier and went rogue. Not completely rogue, but you went running with that idiot, the big head. I remember when I had a show. I didn't even have a show. I was getting started on 690 AM in San Diego. And there was this, I was doing updates in the morning, believe it or not. That was my job. The Scrub Saturday show and updates in the morning. And they brought in this legendary, legendary morning show host by the name of Randy Miller. If you're in Kansas City, you know Randy Miller. Speaking of Kansas City, if you know if you know the business, you know Randy Miller. Randy Miller was a brilliant, brilliant morning guy and fearless. And man, my man did not give a damn. That's what made him such a great morning man, so talented. And I was a young, impressionable pop on the way up, and I got caught up. Like I'm like, this dude's incredible. So I'm doing sports updates for him, and I'm playing along, kind of like Alan played along with James Kelly. And I remember my immediate superior pulling me aside and going, dude, dude, do not get dragged down into the mud with this guy. Don't let this guy drag you down. He doesn't give a damn about you. And you have a very promising career. Be smarter than that. I'm like, oh, I know. I know. I'm good. I'm good. But I'm like, but dude, he's so funny. See, that's the thing, Alan. Big Head's not so funny. Don't get dragged down into the mud. Have you got your 90? Are you good? Good. Roll it. Welcome to the jungle. My name is Jim Rome. What a wild day this is. Bit of a come down the day after the end of the NFL regular season because it's all over for a bunch of teams. And then after that, the heads start to roll. If you're I'm getting, getting ready, ready for right now, right now probably not. Ron Rivera or Arthur Smith. Yeah! Then you got the Bills Mafia. You know where the Bills Mafia was at 4.45 a.m. Where are you? The freaking Buffalo Airport, of course. Yeah, I know. Of course, Bill's Mafia was at the airport. They have no jobs, right? Man, we got an interception to the one-yard line. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, if we would have scored, would it still would have been disrespectful? How is a pick six different than faking a kneel down and punching it in? He literally asked that question. My favorite Jameis moments ever. Jameis is going down as a New Orleans legend. Jameis is like, the hell with that. I could care less about the Falcons feeling. You can read his lips. You hear that beep, sound. That beep. That's the sound beep, of the beep, Eagles backing beep. into the playoffs. We've had all had to deal with and we know how to get up. The Eagles' entire season is an escape room. Escape They're room. They're like desperately banging on the walls, screaming for the escape room escape customer room. service to come let them the hell out. I specialize in identifying ass, Jim, and the offenses this Michigan defense has played, for the most part, have been ass. UNLV is the best offense they face to sit. Hit- 
statistically. Touchdown, Michigan! See, I'm not going to take anything away from this team because they were clearly the best team in the country this season. Frankly, this team is so good, I don't even understand why they felt the need to cheat in the first place. Thousands of confetti tells a story. There's a story in every one of those. He said confetti to me. I was once actually the front page of a newspaper, and then somebody cut me up. After getting all the scrutiny about the cheating, Michigan winning their natty, you know, in the same town that hosts the Astros, that's incredible. Stand back. I got something for you. Certainly Duke is due. He made the most obvious point ever. That's incredible. This has to lob it up, and it's intercepted. Michael Penix Jr. did not bring any big Penix energy. You know what he brought last night? Big NFL backup energy. energy. He's going to bring that big NFL backup. Greg McElroy is joining us. I think he was seeing ghosts last night. Huge. I'm actually making my first phone call to the jungle sober. What? Said, oh, I can't believe they did that to Dennis. No, 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 no. It's screw Atlanta. Hey, Atlanta, tell me tell how me my ass hey. Troy Palomalo is my guest. They're probably the same fans that are saying, get rid of Ben, too. <laughs> uh, and me. Come on home to your alma mater, Mike. Breathe some fresh air down there so we can get rid of Coach Finesse. I mean... Uh, Ryan That's Day. Outrageous. What happened tonight? This is completely BS. What this an is absolute shame. masterful performance. Love that. I loved everything about that. The ref show unfortunately travels. It's not exclusive to the Shield. You know the ref show keeps a private jet. It's a complete crap. Here is what Kawhi Leonard had to say about a reported new extension. Like I said, good work if you can get it. Palmer's like, good, good, good. There's only so much money you can spend on toilets. Toilets! Casario joining us. My brother in smack silk with nails. I know Lef has a strong game. I know he's out for me. Maybe you can get our boy Darko on the show after his performance there last night. You know, Alan did a great job with that mix. There's always time for the jungle. There's so many fond memories. And, Frankly, you know, today is the so end of a era, era, era. And era. this sport will never, ever be the same. Football, honestly, because of what has transpired over the past 24 hours. Three all-time greats. I got a beef with television programs, man. I can barely hear what I'm watching. Turn it up a little bit. Then the commercials come on and blast me out of my seat. So they call me the gully man, and I'm 67 years old. Come on! Thank you, Alvin. If you come in Sioux Fort Phil with a Matthew Stafford jersey on we got problems with you the beef i have is with bike lanes every time i turn a corner there's a new bike lane my truck doesn't even fit on the road anymore mark in hollywood if you're on the x you have to embrace the x and rather than the week that was aldi can rewind the death threats that was or jim and elon blasting off in the first ever spacex sex rocket not much going on at Patriot Place these days, Tom. Holy crap, Jimmy. We're getting too old for this. We're getting too old for it. It just became untenuous. Untenable? Can we maybe have the jingle played? No. Because, no? It's postseason play. Because it's the playoffs? Yes. It, it's because it's the playoffs. I'm going to make an exception for that. To diabetes, but I'm at... Rome, I'm ghost. That's outrageous. We're on to the orgy. You can read his lips. He's a tough-minded sucker now. Beep, beep, beep. Do we regret for scoring 41 points on them? Anytime one of you clones says, hear me out, I immediately tune you out. Dude is washing dogs now. But it's not good news. That father time's a dick. Thanks, Romy. Appreciate you. I look forward to catching up soon. Good night now! All right, so normally I praise Alan, but I think they're all thinking the same thing, and if you're not thinking this, you Thank should you, be. Dude, what an incredible week. This was an amazing week. I don't mean for the show. I mean sports. For the planet. 
at least the Sporting Planet. What an amazing week this was for team content. I mean, that was like months and months of premium A-plus content slammed into like four days. That was absolutely extraordinary. All right, still ahead. Eric Wood, former Buffalo Bill, pro bowler, game analyst for the Bills Radio Network, is going to join me next segment. So we'll get his thoughts on that team. Kenny Clark after that. Packers v. Cowboys. Somewhere, somehow, Tommy. Let's slam an ATP or two in there. Send us your ATPs. I could find a way to work them in. All of that's still ahead. Good job, Alan. That was amazing. That was a great week it was. And you did it ahead of schedule. Eric Wood, when we come back. You're listening to The Jim Rome Show. Welcome back. I'm Jim Rome, running right through this wild third hour. Speaking of wild, wild card weekend coming up, and it's an awesome one. There's some amazing matchups. Welcome back. We promised we are joined right now by a former NFL center. He played his entire nine-season career for the Buffalo Bills. He was a pro bowler in 2015. He is a game analyst for the Bills Radio Network. He is host of the Centered on Buffalo and the What's Next with Eric Wood podcast. I am joined by Eric Wood. Eric, my brother, what's going on? How are you? I'm doing great, brother. How are you? Good, dude. Good. Thanks so much for making time. Listen, before we get into Sunday's playoff game against the Steelers, as somebody who played in the AFC East when the Patriots ruled that division, I've got to get your thoughts. What was your reaction to Bill Belichick and the Pats parting ways? Yeah, I mean, eventually that run was going to end. And look, they were a dominant force. When you combined Bill Belichick and his defensive genius and the way he ran that team with Tom Brady and the way he ran the offense with that staff that had all that continuity, they were virtually impossible to beat. I mean, they were so good year in and year out. Um, it's had a bad end in New England, uh, but what a what a run he had. I mean, honestly, preparing for a Bill Belichick defense is as tough as anything throughout the week. And then even in-game with the adjustments and the nuances he would bring, um, as tough as anyone to prepare for and play against, uh, a lot of respect. Uh, for me to coach Belichick in his tenure in New England. Eric, I appreciate your thoughts and your insight on that topic. Eric Wood joining us. Now, just as the Pats used to stack division titles, now it is the Bills who have won four straight AFC Eastern crowns. This one, though, was not easy, Eric. How would you explain a team falling to 5-5 five and five with a home loss to Denver on November 13th, ripping off five straight to close out the regular season? In your mind, what changed? So they had some injuries earlier in the season. Week five against the Jaguars over in London, especially that defense got ravaged by injuries, and they started trading wins and losses and found themselves, they fell to six and six as well. And so they sat at six and six heading into the bye week. They made a change at offensive coordinator two weeks prior. Under Joe Brady as the OC, six and one the Bills are. But look, their backs are against the wall. And you got a team that is extremely resilient. They've gotten healthier at the end of the season. Uh, GM Brandon Bean made a great pickup at the trade deadline at Rasul with Rasul Douglas, bringing him in from Green Bay. And this is a team that is getting hot at the right time. You win five in a row, and really this defense, you know, this offense has been the healthy side of the football, but this defense has really carried them. They play three of the top offenses in the league, and, you know, they hold them all 
under 20 points, including the Chiefs, the Cowboys, and then the Dolphins. Last week they hold them to 14 points, and they end up with the crowd, which I, I – look, when I played for the Bills, we were all staring up at New England and the division. But this Bills-Dolphins rivalry that dated back even prior to Marino and Kelly and all that through the early 90s, I feel like this rivalry's back, and to have – that game and that atmosphere last Sunday night was about as good as it gets. Eric Wood breaking it down. Eric, so Lamar Jackson is going to inevitably rip the MVP award, but Josh Allen is going to get some votes. He accounted for 44 touchdowns this year, but he did throw a career-high 18 interceptions, the second-highest total in the league so far or this year. How would you sum up Josh's season overall? You know, there was um... – there was it was a roller coaster ride. I mean, uh, when I left the Dolphins game last week, I described that as almost like the season: a rough start, a roller coaster ride, and you come out on top of the division. And Josh's season has, in a nutshell, been like that as well. Everyone focuses on ever since Week One against the Jets when he had the four turnovers and they lose after Aaron Rodgers gets hurt. I feel like the narrative was. Uh, that Josh Allen is a turnover machine, and he was virtually eliminated from the MVP MVP race. Then he's now gone on to lead the NFL in touchdowns, lead the NFL in total yards. They rip off five in a row to win the division at the end, and I feel like Josh is playing some really good football right now. But Rome, I mean, you get guys like Josh Allen, and he truly doesn't care about the stats. For instance, last week on fourth and two, he's dead to rights. He could have thrown that ball away. Instead, he throws it up in the end, in the end zone and he gets picked, well, it could have been a turnover. They gained 15 yards, but that's just another turnover for Josh Allen. And he's had a few of those arm punts this year where, you know, he doesn't care necessarily about, you know, an interception that, you know, it's going to show up on the stat sheet, but it doesn't really hurt the team. And that's not all of them. I understand that. But he's a rare breed where, look, he's going to go try and put the team on his back. He's done it his whole life. He's a kid who goes to a JUCO out of high school, and he can get one scholarship offer to the University of Wyoming from there. And then he goes to a Bills team that doesn't have a lot of talent. And he's always had to put the team on his back. And that's always who he's likely going to be. We are talking to Eric Wood. You know, Eric, when you look at the Steelers, I mentioned, you mentioned, the Bills are playing great ball right now. They're red hot. The Steelers were actually hot at the right time. They've won three straight. Mason Rudolph's got their offense playing their best ball of the season. When you look at them on film, what do you see right now? And what do you think this game comes down to? Yeah, so Mason Rudolph has played good football. And, you know, they they put Mason Rudolph in, and they go from averaging 17 points a game to 27 points per game. They play, you know, Jake Browning in Cincinnati. It's different than playing a Joe Burrow team uh, against the Bengals. They play the backups with the Ravens. They had a really nice win at Seattle two two weeks ago. That was impressive to me to go on the road in Seattle to the teams fighting for playoff chances. And so uh, Coach Tomlin's got them back in the playoffs. But for me – what I see from the Steelers, you know, in general with their entire team is they have the second fewest turnovers in the NFL. They only have 16 turnovers on the entire season, and they got the six fewest penalties. They're a well-coached team. They're disciplined, and they allow you to beat yourself. So when you look at this Bills team, this is a Bills team that has a tendency to beat themselves at times, whether it's been penalties or turnovers in the past. And so when you look at this game, I think the Bills are the better team, especially when you take T.J. Watt, who might be – you know, he's likely top five player in all of football, not just saying defense. You take him off the field for the Steelers, and the Bills should win this game. The Steelers team, that's not going to make it easy. 
Eric Wood joining us for another moment or so. All right, I can appreciate that too. So, Eric, you, before you go, you had your former teammate Kyle Williams on your Centered on Buffalo pod this week. I know that's your dude. How much fun did you have chopping it up with him, and how did that interview go, conversation? It, it, it went great. In classic Kyle Williams fashion, he's sitting in his high school where he's defensive coordinator of his high school team. I don't think he's done an immediate appearance in about three years, so Bill's fans got a big kick of that. And what uh, originally was going to be kind of me catching up with him and getting some thoughts on the game this week and the Bill season turned into about 35 minutes of banter back and forth and us making fun of each other and former teammates. And uh, there was even an Aaron Schobel reference in there talking about his old grumpy butt on there. So, anyways, we had a ton of fun. Uh, Bills fans and, and people around the country have, have eaten that up. But, look, Kyle Williams, to me, he's a six-time Pro Bowler. Twice he went on IR late in the season or opted to have off-season surgery before the Pro Bowl, or he probably makes eight. To me, he should be about as big of a star as J.J. Watt, except for he played in the longest playoff drought in all of pro sports when we were with the Bills, and we had the smallest market. We only played in – I think in his 13-year career, he probably played in two to three primetime games that weren't Thursday night, so he didn't get all the notoriety. But when you talk to O-linemen around the league that played in those 2010s, most of them will say Kyle Williams was the hardest defensive tackle to go against. Love the dude. Absolutely love the dude. Leave me with this thought. Did the two of you agree on the best wing spot in Buffalo? Where did you each come out on that? Yeah, so Kyle said Barbell, and I would agree with that, but there's so many good ones up there. I mean, you can't have wings in Buffalo and not be great, or else you just won't stay in business because they have great wings everywhere. Kyle's also a blue cheese guy. you got to be a blue cheese guy. I had, I had Gronkowski on there a couple weeks ago, and Gronk, who's originally from Buffalo, had, a, had a, the, the strongest take I've ever heard about blue cheese. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the wings of Buffalo are, are a different animal. I mean, they're just different from – most you see around the country because they, they take pride in the presentation. They take pride in the sauce. You know, you get one of those little crappy wings, they'll throw it out before they put it on your plate. And so uh, we both agreed on Barville, but there's a bunch of good ones up there. Hey, Eric, was Gronk's take not suitable for daytime air? <laughs> no, it was, it was suitable. He listed about three spots, uh, that most of which uh, I had never even heard of. He's He's from Buffalo, so he had he had off off the radar spots, which I appreciate. Now I got now I got some more spots to get to check out. Hey Eric, how are the wings in Kentucky? The wings in Kentucky are okay, and you know when you compare them to Buffalo, they're just tough to they're they're tough to compete with. So if I'm getting wings in, in Louisville, I'm going with like a smoked wing or something, just because I don't want to leave disappointed. Eric Wood, my guest. Also, I want to point you or direct you to his other excellent podcast, What's Next with Eric Wood. It's a great, great pod. Eric, appreciate you, man. That is as good an effort. I mean, you always show up like that, but that was an awesome effort right ahead of Wild Card Weekend. I appreciate you, man. Have a great weekend. I know you and I will do it again soon. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate that, brother. And I'll I'll always bring it for you. You know that. No, you do, dude. And I appreciate you. I appreciate the friendship. Appreciate the professionalism, too. Eric Wood, always showing up like that. By the way, he brings that for everybody, but will always show up like that for us. And Bill's Mafia, he is a pro. Love that breakdown. All right, so there's another preview for you. Somebody who played nine years for the Bills, a pro bowler in 2015, game analyst for the Bills Radio Network, and he's got a couple of great pods too. Quick ATP, Mr. Rome. If you had to choose one coach to have dinner with at Javier's, who would it be? Coach Carroll or Coach Belichick? 
respectfully, Edward Marino from Redondo Beach. All right, Eddie, I'll play along. Coach Carroll or Coach Belichick? I pick Coach Reed, who I actually did run into at Javier's once. All right, when we come back, we talk Packers and Dallas. Kenny Clark of the Packers joins us. For the ones who get it done, Granger is offering supplies and solutions for every industry as well as access to product experts ready to answer your toughest questions. Call or click Granger.com or stop on by. All right, welcome back. Jim Rome with you. Last segment. We're going back to back. Former Buffalo Bill, Eric Wood, joined us last segment. And right now we are joined by a current defensive tackle with the Green Bay Packers. He is in his eighth season. Already a Pro Bowler in 2019 and 2021. A Pro Bowl alternate this year. He has 44 tackles on the season. Nine tackles for a loss. A career high. Seven and a half sacks. Packers, 9-8. and eight. They've won three straight. They've got a tremendous opportunity against the Cowboys Sunday on Wild Card Weekend. We are joined right now by Kenny Clark. Kenny, it's always good to have you on, but especially right now before a big game. Kenny, what's up? How you feeling? What's going on, Jim? How you doing? Good, dude. How about you? How you feel? Man, I'm doing good, man. Uh, just excited to, to, to get started and uh, you know, go up there, go up to Dallas and, uh, and play this game, man. I'm, I'm super excited. I was going to say, we're 72 hours out, so I'm kind of curious. What's the vibe been like at the facility this week? And also, importantly, how did the week of practice go for you guys? Uh, it's been an amazing week of practice. Um, you know, all the vibes has been great. Uh, you know, we've just been working and, and um, you know, everything's just been positive and good over here. Uh, you know, we excited we excited about, about the challenge. we excited about this game and um, we definitely going to surprise a lot of people. Kenny Clark is joining us right now. You just kind of slipped that in at the last second. We're going to surprise a lot of people. Like, what do you know that the rest of us don't know? What kind of surprise are we talking about here? Uh, I just, I mean, I, honestly, I'm just, just, you know, just talking about the game and uh, just thinking, you know, uh, you know, Dallas is a really good team. You know, we are a really good team also, and um, you know, f- for those for those people that 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 didn't. Um, you know, watches as much this year. Uh, they're gonna see that. You know, we we are we are a really good team too. And uh, and uh, and you know, I think we're gonna surprise a lot of people. So uh, I'm excited about it. I get you. I know exactly what you're talking about. You guys are a real good team, and you're playing really well at the best possible time. Kenny Clark is joining us. Hey, Kenny, let me ask you. This is a it's a good team, but it's a really young team. In fact, it's the youngest team to make the playoffs since the 1974 Bills. It kind of makes you the old head as an eight year vet. Like, have you been pulling guys aside and telling them, listen, nothing is guaranteed in this league. You never know. This is an enormous opportunity. You want to make sure you understand that. Yeah, for sure. Um, just, you know, <clears throat> you know, my message has been, is, is just been, you know, this isn't no, uh, you know, no Cinderella season or, um, you know, we're we not lucky to be here. You know, we, we earned it, you know, and, um, you know, we, we've been playing playoff football these last three weeks. You know, we've been having to win uh, to advance, and um, so we used to this. You know, and that's just been my message. You know, don't put no extra pressure on on, on yourself. Uh, you know, we we here because we earned it. We here 
the because I me mean, for a reason, and um, you know, guys are just being excited, you know, um, and it's it's been cool, you know, these guys, these young guys on our team, they just been learning on the fly, <clears throat> and I think that's what that's that's what the cool thing is about this season, uh, just watching watching the the growth and the maturity that these these young guys got, and um, and you know, they they all hitting they hitting they stride, they stride at the right time. And uh, we hitting our stride as a team at the right time, and, and that's what you want to do when you're going into the playoffs. You know it. Kenny Clark is joining us. Kenny, I like that point that the playoffs actually started a few weeks back for you guys, and you've had that mentality. But the fact of the matter is, you've got 13 rookies. You've got a number of guys getting ready for the first playoff game ever. I mean, can you explain to them, is there any way to explain how dramatically different it is? Like, every game counts, and in the regular season, it's fast, it's violent, but man, it's nothing like the postseason. How different is the playoffs uh it's, it's different man uh the the speed uh the just the the amount of physicality you know it, it really it truly is every play matters and um you know and, and you see that when you you know when you play those playoff games you don't know when that when that play is going to come you don't know when that situation is going to happen in, in that game uh but the only thing you can do is, is play every play like it's your last and um you know that's just been the message it's a great description. You know, so much of the team's success has come from what Jordan Love achieved this season, leading the team into the playoffs in his first year as a starter. Like, did you know exactly what the team had in him because he'd been, he'd been around for a couple of years? Or do you not really ever know until you see a guy do it when it matters most? I mean, I, mean, I, I feel like, I, feel like I, I know, I know, but, but also, like you said, you don't really know until, until those live bullets start going out at you. Um, so, I mean, it definitely took, took some games, you know, to see, but I mean, since week one, you know, he, he, you know, since that week one bear game, you know, he had an amazing game and then, you know what I'm saying? We, we've been doing our thing, you know, pretty much all season. So, you know, Jay Love has been continue continually, you know, getting better and, and better, you know, th- throughout the season. And, um, you know, he's playing his best football right, right now, you know, towards the end of the season. And, you know, that's what you want to, that's what you want to be doing going into the playoffs, uh, you know, and uh, it's just it's just been awesome. It's just been awesome to see that um, you know his maturity, his uh, his just the consistency that he, that he brings, and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, he, he's he's our leader. You know, on, on his team, and um, he's been getting better each and every game. And uh, you've been seeing that throughout the course of the year. Kenny Clark joining me for a few more moments. Green Bay going to Dallas. You know, Kenny, you said last September that you felt like there were more sacks out there for you. I don't know if you like manifested that or you spoke that into existence, but you nearly doubled your sack total from the year before. What's been the biggest difference for you individually this season, and how good do you feel about your play this year? Uh, man, I feel like I played great this year. Um, I, I just stuck to stuck to my roots and, and, and just stuck to myself really. Um, never really got away from the power game, and um, you know that that's really that's really where my game starts at. You know, it starts with the physicality, it starts with the power, and uh, you know the finesse and all that kind of stuff plays off of that. And um, as long as I, I establish the game, uh, you know about as long as I establish the game with my power and establish the game, um, you know, with my explosiveness and and play off of that, you know, that's when the sacks and, and the disruption comes. And um, and I always been a player like that. Uh, it's just uh, it just you know took took some time mentally for me to just keep reminding myself of that uh, to you know each and every game don't get away from myself um, stick to that power game stick to what I do best and then play off of that um, you know third and fourth quarter or whatever the case may be.
Hey, man, trust your process. The standard is the standard. Kenny Clark joining us. Kenny, I got to ask you something. I got this kid who works for me named Jack Savage. And Jack, I've never seen a good kid, dude, really good kid. But I've never seen a dude drop so many names in my life. So last night he's blowing me up like, yeah, yo, yo, talk to Kenny. Kenny and I this, Kenny and I that. I'm like, Savage, I know for a fact that you don't know Kenny Clark. And what I know even more is that Kenny Clark doesn't know you. So back me up on this, right? You've never heard of that cat, right? Nah, Jack, Jack, that's my dog. That's my dog. What? Yeah, we played together at UCLA. Yeah, that's that's my guy. Wait, that that's my dog. That's my guy, and we stayed together at UCLA. Did I hear that correctly? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Wow, dude, incredible, man. He was telling the truth. Hey, Jack, I would apologize to you, but much like Conor McGregor, I apologize for absolutely nothing. I just want to confirm that. That's funny, Kenny. Hey, one last thought. So, Dak Prescott throws for thirty-six touchdowns, nine INTs. What's the plan for slowing down that Dallas passing attack? Uh, man, it's just pressure um you know getting them off his spot uh making it just making it muddy in there for him having you know making him reset his feet um and you know tight coverage you know uh but you know this game is going to be one one in the trenches you know they got a really good offensive line <clears throat> and uh in order for us in order for us to get him off his spot you know we got to we got to do a great a great job pressuring him up, up front um you know whether it's pressures whether it's uh us sitting in a four four man game or whatever the case may be uh, we got to find different ways to 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 get him off his spot, uh, because if you you let him sit back there, um, you know, with time, you know, he he could pick you apart. You know, he, he's a great player. Uh, he's been he's been doing a great job this year. Got a lot of respect for Deck. Uh, so we definitely got to get after him because um, it, it all starts and stops with uh, you know with what he does. So um, definitely got to have a plan for Deck. Kenny, it's always great having you on this show and talking to you, especially before a big game like this. Can you leave me with this thought? I'm curious. You know, Dallas is so good at home. They're a different team at home. It would stand a reason. If you want to get out, you want to get out quickly. You want to punch them in the mouth and kind of take the crowd out of it and maybe get them back on their heels a little bit. Green Bay does travel well, but I'm curious. What's it like being 53 on the road against 70,000? Can you kind of describe what that's like? Man, uh... How to describe it? I mean, just feel like you know you against the world, you know, uh, and you know that, that's how we want it, you know. Um, you know, all all season, you know, we've been we've been getting doubted. Um, you know, all season, nobody really expected us to be in this situation. Um, so, you know, and and that's no different different than you know going up to Dallas, uh, and you know us being there with our with our fifty three. And uh, seventy thousand, you know, you know, yelling against us, you know, you know, it's, it's, that's that's exactly what we've been going through all year. <clears throat> and uh, just like I said earlier, you know, with the playoff games, you know, we've been we've been in these playoff games, uh, you know, these last what three weeks. So um, you know, it's, it's not nothing that 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 we ain't seen before, we ain't been accustomed to. And uh, I'm excited for the challenge and, and excited to get up there and play. Sounds to me like you wouldn't have it any other way, and you're running on some premium rocket fuel, and the entire team is. Kenny Clark closed out the week, closed out the show. My man, I appreciate you so much. Kenny, thanks for coming on. Good luck this weekend. I agree with you. I think they're going to be surprised when they see what the team is all about. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Kenny Clark. Always good talking to him. How about him? That's my dog. It's Jack Savage. That's my dog. That's my dude. Yeah, we used to hang together. What? What? Come on, dude. Savage. This guy's incredible. 
For the ones who get it done, Granger is offering supplies and solutions for every industry as well as access to product experts ready to answer your toughest questions. Call or click Granger.com or stop on by. We're not done just yet. Let me see about a phone call, maybe. Actually, breaking news. It's not really breaking news, but at ESPN Rittenberg on the X platform posting, no team meeting has been canceled at Washington, or has been called, I should say, my bad. No team meeting has been called at Washington, and Kalen DeBoer hasn't been in the office today per sources. But certainly a growing expectation in the building that change is coming. I.e., unlike Nick Saban back in the day, he is going to be the next Alabama head coach. Hey, you know how I feel about Kalen DeBoer. I love the guy. Love the guy. Hell of a coach. Great coach. Can you imagine, though, and I'm not saying that he's not up for it, and I'm not saying that wouldn't be a good hire, but can you imagine a guy who was the head coach at Fresno State in 2021 being the head coach at Alabama and following Nick Saban? That is incredible. The Alabama coach. That is incredible. Now we're done. And yes, you are, by the way, dude. You are going to be the next Alabama head coach. My thanks to Eric Wood, former Buffalo Bill. Kenny Clark, who incredibly knows Jack Savage and claimed it. Tom Curran, the XR4TI. Y'all have an amazing weekend. Thank you for listening. See you next time. We are out.